The Ringer's music critic Rob Harvilla curates and explores 60 iconic songs from the 90s that define the decade. Rob is joined by a variety of guests to break it all down as they turn back the clock. Check out 60 songs that explain the 90s exclusively on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. Listeners, welcome. This is Sound Only. I'm Justin Charity. And I'm Mike Peters. Why are you laughing, Micah Peters? Because this think is... nobody can't see you because it's no, a podcast, I mean, but I can see you on the Zoom call. I'm saying, like, you know, I, I just had to chuckle because there was just such gravity in your voice this week. There is, you know, I feel like you're doing... I feel like this is like, you know, sort of like the last week recap, like on... on... <laughs> Legend, Legend yeah. of Korra. Yeah, it's just like, you know, and what sounds it about? Yeah, it's just like, but instead of having like the weird 1920s transatlantic voice, you have like. You know what it is? Is Tyler the Creator out here opening albums with contrabassoons? So, you know, I got to go deeper. <laughs> you had to you had to go deeper into your broadcast bag. This uh, week, at brother. least the, at least the clarinets on of guru. Uh, <laughs> you know, this week. OK, this week. You know what? We're talking about Tyler the Creator this episode. We're going to touch on some other things. I will also touch on the Doja Cat album. I have a lot of opinions about Doja Cat, but make no mistake. This is an episode about Tyler the Creator and his latest album. But first, I want to make an observation that I had this morning that I have to put out somewhere in the world. Um, <laughs> I have a Peloton. Bougiest shit I've said on Congratulations. the podcast so far. I have you a know? Peloton. Um, Michael, you don't have a Peloton. You won't no. necessarily know who Alex Toussaint is. Have you heard of him? <laughs> Why do I feel like I have? And I have no relation to Peloton whatsoever. It's Yo, like a Alex Toussaint is one of the instructors. He's he's like he has extreme hood dude energy, but he's very motivational. He's very much like secular prosperity gospel Alex Toussaint. You know, I hear his Instagram is him doing all sorts of, um, you know, Very, him hot you tub know, memes. Talking shit about like, you know, what God is, says is for you is for you type yeah, shit. That kind of, the, yeah, right, that kind of okay. motivation. Right. But this morning I was on the Peloton. I was doing my Monday morning ride. Maybach music. We like this Maybach music. I was doing my morning ride with Alex. And I'm, I'm, I'm listening to Alex. Wow, Alex's, first name basis. 
He's barring up. He's doing his motivational, you know, when, when you're like 15 minutes and you're halfway through a ride and he's trying to get you to climb, right? And I'm looking at him and I'm like, you know what? This was the problem with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They need to replace Anthony Mackie with Alex Toussaint. And then in these scenes with Bucky, Alex would be like, Bucky, the fuck is you talking about? You know what I mean? You needed somebody with that energy. <laughs> you need somebody with that, that like real rap energy. Yeah, I mean, like, he's <laughs> somebody. What was you talking about? This is like the new Captain America needs to have tax stone energy, is what you said. Yeah, yeah, tax stone, <laughs> right, right. But it's like, it's like Alex Toussaint is built like he would have made so much more that mo- the shadow boxing montage with the trees in the last episode. The, well, the, you, I mean, like, because it would have had like album cuts from like Rock Him the Seventh Letter and that shit. Yeah. Like, it was like this, yeah, there's there needs to be a guess who's Bizak part of like of this of this whole like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That was what was missing. It just didn't have any attitude. We don't yeah. have to go back into that. No, I just again, I had though. to I needed to share. I was just like, oh wow. I just it was an epiphany. It was one of those things where it's like I I wished in that moment I was a high-ranking C-suite executive at the Disney Corporation so I could make this casting decision. Isn't Put- that crazy? Like how you like, you know encounter an idea so simple that it just you you it has to blow everybody's mind once they hear it right yeah but only if you know who alex Toussaint is that's the thing this is like yeah if you know you know (laughs) so there's there's a lot of frames of reference here yeah that that gotta line up but um i mean but that's you know that's how it always is when you listen to this podcast keep it real yeah but now we're talking about tyler the creator call me if you get lost album drop Friday. You texted me about it. Wow. Yeah. It was, yeah. Well, it was like, it was, I, because what, what, what did I text you about it? I texted you. You texted me super late and it was a night where I, I literally, so I have like a sleep disorder and I, I was having a bad night. I literally that night did not fall asleep until around 5 15 AM. Uh, and I actually, so when you texted me, I was wide awake and you were oh. like, Oh, this time, I think you were like, Oh, this, 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 Tyler album kind of kind of goes. It's kind of kind of doing it for me. Yeah, the the thing is, I like the the first listen that I had of like to call me if you get lost was probably sort of in an ideal situation, which was in a car with my friends at full volume. So, like, I think that I decided that I was fully in on the album by. Like the, I don't know if you can necessarily call it the third verse because it's not how the song is structured, but yeah. like by the end of Corso, where yeah. you get yeah. like, where he's just like, uh, where he goes like, uh, turn it up, I need you. Can you turn the noise up? Can you turn the noise? Yeah. Ah, nigga, my heart broke it. I was just like, oh, this shit is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he says, ah, nigga, my heart broke it. Remember, I was rich, went and bought some new emotions. And I was just like, all right, this album is. We're in. We're strapped in now. Yeah, and it's sort of all the production comes together. Drama yeah, is yes. indispensable. DJ Dra- drama. There is a lot of talk over the weekend about whether or not you know, well, well about like how you know like oh yeah Tyler can really rap. This is a really cool rap album. This yeah. and the other thing, and it's like DJ Drama put up forty seven yes. points and pulled down twenty rebounds. Yes. Like, it was like a. It's the, the he is talking some of the most refined, priceless shit on this <laughs> album. 
We just uh, out here. We just we just out here environing environing the mountains, the, the view of the mountains from the lake. Um, we just ordered ice cream. Yeah, we, we just ordered got, ice cream. Is the best we one. Got, we, just, we all got our toes out too. Didn't he, didn't yeah. He see, yeah, did he see like a woman just fed him ice cream and yeah, he has I mean, his yeah, toes? Your girl out. just fed me. Yeah, it's just like girl just fed me ice cream. We all got our toes out. <laughs> Yo, I mean, yo. like, it's I miss that level of shit talking, like, because I think that one of the one of the best, like, I miss Dirty Mac lines, like, in the yeah. in the play breaks, like, one of the best rap boasts I think I've heard the last two years is Money Man on uh, like, on this record he had called Money Man Perry, where he said, "I'm with your bitch playing footsie." <laughs> So in that ilk, there is probably DJ drama saying that your girl is feeding him ice cream. We all got our toes out on the pier. And then there beneath that is Money Man Perry saying, I'm at lunch with your girl playing footsie. <laughs> Yo, rap is the best genre of music. <laughs> rap is, that, rap is that. the best genre of music. Um, uh, but here's the thing. So when you texted me, right, I was like, oh, I don't know if Mike and I really talked that much about Tyler before. and. I wasn't sure sort of what your what your sort of baseline with Tyler is. I know with me, I um, you know, Tyler's one of those artists that you either was, you were, you know, you're a millennial and you were into him or you just weren't. I, I remember when Tyler, like breakout Tyler, odd future, all that shit, I was just never into it. And I was never into it, not even on that level of like I feel like there were the kinds of people who were into odd future and Tyler because they were scandalized by them. Mm -hmm. You know, like I remember the I remember that Odd Future was the beginning oh, of you, you know read, what? Yeah. You know what? It was I I specific like a good way to illustrate this is like uh I remember well with Madberry Club before it was just kind of like, you know, we are doing marketing stuff where we're never gonna have regular jobs. When there was like a blog and they were yeah. still, you know, writing about stuff weekly or whatever. They covered Bastard and there was like several pieces of content about it, but they did this one video thing where they were just kind of like walking around New York with a with a CD player and headphones and like stopping random people and you know, getting them to listen to like, you know, Satan's son and, and French and ass milk and all this other stuff and just like getting their reactions to it. There was like it was just a sense early on of Tyler and Odd Future of like. And people like saying things they know they shouldn't, but like they feel so good to say aloud. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I, I just also remember that was like, um, I don't know, in the blog, sort of in the rise of blogs. I remember Odd Future is one of those groups where if you weren't into them, you know, it was common to read reviews that were like, "Oh, these guys are problematic," yada yada yada. And that wasn't even where I was coming from. I think I just never liked the aesthetics i never you know what i mean i thought it was a little too um i don't know it reminded me of form culture in a lot of ways and i think for a lot of people that that is like kind of the appeal of odd future right it's sort of like one of the first acts where you're like ooh, these guys are from like the internet these guys are like you have the sort of skater culture stuff too but it's sort of they have the stench of the internet on them tyler has the stench <laughs> of the internet and you either like really liked that about tyler or like me you're sort of like eh, nah i ain't nah or i'm, yeah, bougie. Or I'm you, too or, bougie for this nah. or you feel like it's something that the internet is trying to force on you yeah yeah, yeah totally 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 yeah um 
and yeah, I just I never really clicked with, and you know, I it's funny I don't too, know, because you know what I like I I got a quibble with that because I kind of was middle of the road, okay, like, as far as as far as Odd Future goes, because like I mean, I was on Tumblr. I was on Tumblr. You're mad I was on Tumblr I was, too. You mad about me on Tumblr? Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I'm just, I, like, when you were on fucking Tumblr too, so you know the vibes. Yeah, like, I'm saying yeah. that, like, it's, it's, it was, I, it, like, it was something that got reblogged a lot. And you're kind yeah, of like, yo, yeah, what's yeah. this? What's the deal with the OF tape? Who was, like, who are these characters? What is, how does this person fit in the constellation of yep. the OF universe? And just kind of like having it be like a pet interest because, I mean, I wasn't really along with the like alarmist view of things. I mean, like, come on, yeah. we all listen to Triple Six. Yeah, you know? yeah. Thank there's, you. Yeah. Th but then, like, there is, but I like, I mean, I liked participating in like the discussion around it. And also, like, uh, whenever I first heard Earl, I was just like, I need to get in touch with like wherever this person is rapping. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> there was that first, there was the first, uh, like, yeah, like the first Earl record was where he was just like, I'm a hot and bothered astronaut, crashing while jacking off to Busher Revis of Asheroth eating applesauce. And everybody was just kind of like, is this kid rapping with the same pattern of like, like Edgar Allan Poe? Like this whole, <laughs> I do you remember that period of like you know is Earl Sweatshirt the smartest person alive? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like it was just like a fun thing to participate in, and occasionally there were records in there where I was just kind of like, wow, this shit is like incredible. Yeah, it's funny too because like I've I've liked some some Earl stuff. Uh, I very much am am not not into Frank Ocean. We will do an episode about this one day. <laughs> I, we gotta, yeah, we gotta have a talk. Yo, we sometimes on the ringer do like uh, exit surveys for things, right? Like a, a thing will come out, and we'll have a few people on staff. And the uh, thing is, is that every like it's like, and to see the contrast between the stuff that I end up writing about Frank Ocean and the stuff that Charity writes yeah. these extra views. Yeah, because it's like, what was it blonde? We did an exit survey. I feel like that entire thing. I was just like. You're like, I don't, you were just like, why isn't this nigga using drums? Like, and I was just, and, and I'm like having, you know, all these fucking emotions all up in the, like in the thing and being like, this is a bellwether moment in music. And you just kind of like, this nigga is, why are you building a staircase? What's this for? Oh man. Why are you building a staircase? Um, yeah, man. I don't, I, yeah. So like, but that's the thing with, with Tyler, I've just, it's never been a thing where I'm like, oh, I can't stand it. With Frank, it has been that. With Tyler, I've never had the thing of like, I can't stand Tyler. It's just, it's never, it, it had never clicked for me. Like, I remember the hardest I tried was um, when Cherry Bomb was out. Like, what do you think oh, about Cherry, Cherry Bomb? Cherry Bomb, I think, was the first Tyler album that like front to back, I like really enjoyed listening to it. Like, minor skips. Like, cause I mean, like, Wolf was, uh, cool but like really necessitated like involving yourself in the mythology of yeah. who wolf Haley and who all these other alias right. aliases are and what who is he talking to in this in this interlude and so on and so forth but then cherry bomb he was just kind of like you know what i always loved the gap band let me get charlie wilson on a record or, but that was, yeah, that was also like when it, just all the conversations about NERD, right? I feel like. Well, it was the happened. conversations about NERD, but also like 
that was during a period where he was like trying to be the age that he was finally. Yeah. 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 There was like, because like we were saying, it was all the shock value stuff early on and like, I'm going to eat roaches and hang myself in my videos and, you know, use all these words that are off limits and say all the stuff on the internet and blah, 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 blah. But then it was like, all right, well, I'm 26 or 27 now and I'm, into art and i like traveling and i want to go somewhere where there's cobblestones and i also really like stevie wonder and i'm not all of this like horrorcore stuff and also i might be gay yeah (laughs) see that latter stuff is what is and it feel like that is teased out more in the later part of tyler's career and it's the more interesting stuff the the former stuff that you're talking about is so like, I would call it try hard. And it's a thing, I think, and a theme of a lot of my reaction to. It's stuff that's difficult not to psychoanalyze, which is like why it's. Oh, difficult I disagree. To, like... Well, it's not about to me. It's not that. Well, though. It's I'm not... saying I'm saying I'm saying, OK, let me actually rephrase that. It's stuff where like psychoanalysis ends up in every piece you read about him rather than it just being a thing. Or somebody acknowledges that somebody acknowledges that he was in his early twenties and being a dickhead. Okay, like, well, and that, that being the extent of it. That's closer to what I mean, but I guess what I more precisely what I mean is like the the former stuff you're talking about is is very kind of like what you would do if you're trying to um paint by numbers, characterize yourself as weak. Like I have this reaction to Billie See, Eilish, right? You had this you had this reaction to both Billie Eilish. Lil Yachty, and now you're using the same argument against Tyler. I, I know, Tyler but let creator. me let me elaborate for people okay. since we, you know, the, people not always privy to our conversations over the years. So it's like someone like Billy, right? Is like I, I like Billie Eilish, but I just, you know, the early positioning of her is like she's weird. She has like she wears cargo shorts. Yeah, yeah, she has black ink dripping out of her eyes and like green hair. It's like, is that weird or is that like a 45 year old's conception of what a weird teen is like? You know what I mean? It's like both of those things simultaneously. But I'm always more inclined to look at it and be like, eh, this is kind of cliche weird. This is like the least weird version of being weird you could be. You know yeah, what I mean? I think that's I've, how I. I yeah, but know. I mean, like, it's just that there are. S- there are a few true lightning rods. Like, I think that the only person that exists that you're talking about currently working in music is like Eve St. Tumor. Like, you're just like, <laughs> well, he'll just pop up on stage with horns and shit and then disappear in a poof of smoke. You know, like there's I, I like there is, I think, a certain level of like you like there's just some of it you can't avoid telegraphing. Yeah, like you got to yeah, like fair. you. You got to kind of step off of something in yeah. order to be in order to be the kind of weird that you're supposed to be, which That's, I honestly yeah. feel like is where Tyler is at with Call Me If You Get Lost. You yeah. Know what so I'm saying? let's talk about this album, because this album is, um, again, unlike the Odd Future stuff, unlike the Tyler Solo stuff, unlike T- Tyler's features, this album hit me with the sense of like, oh, damn, like it, it feels so almost self-evidently good yes if i'm allowed to say that you know yeah. What I mean? yeah 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 um there is, is there's a there's kind of a sense of like both him making a record that he wants to make but also him being like here nigga damn you know what i mean like yeah. there's because 
there's also a, a like a thing that happens with Tyler albums, at least for me, like in terms like when I'm listening to them. I mean, like it's different now because like, you know, I'm older and I'd be listening to like, you know, string music in the car and shit. But like there's not very many Tyler records that you can play in the car or that's like even uh, leading up to. I want to say it was FYF, uh, not last year, but two years ago. No, it was like it was after Cherry Bomb when he had to put out like um a couple of like up tempo rap records in order to have songs to perform like and he said that in an interview and i can't remember which one and i can't exactly remember which show it was but i want to say it was like an fyf show or maybe it was the vmas but it was a big award show and there just weren't enough songs with drums or stuff that had like the structure of like a rap record for him to like perform so he had to make some like and this album is like there are so many like this album sounds fantastic in the car like it sounds it sounds like you're only supposed to listen to it in the car yeah, am i wrong you're not wrong but tease out what it is exactly about the album right it sounds so outdoors like that's it 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 sounds expansive it sounds it's not I wouldn't say expensive. This isn't like it's not doing the Justice League thing where every beat sounds like it was crafted to be played in like a four star hotel lobby or something like that. It's more like it just sounds Mediterranean. It's, it's you know what <laughs> you it know? is, is that like it's it seems as though. Uh, OK, so there's this N.E.R.D. record called Bobby James. Mm-hmm. And I like I hope that, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, that you've heard it. If you have it, you should. You know, it's a wonderful it's one of the best country songs ever made, right? And like the best, the best country song ever made is "Provider" by N.E.R.D. Um, you are but, in a mess on this podcast. <laughs> but no, I mean, like there's there's a minute and a half outro on Bobby James where it's like Pharrell scat singing, and the and the music sounds like the coolest version of elevator music that you've ever heard. And it's like a it's like a really Seguin somber but like kind of like it sounds like a silver lining because the entire song is about bobby james who lost his job and did drugs and you know all this other shit but then like the outro is like and it's like tyler seems and i mean like there's probably you know in interview evidence of this somewhere but like very into like that sort of surprise song within a song production thing yeah. at the end of the record. Yeah, yeah. And there's yeah. so much of that going on. Like the 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 Corso record changes tempo. Well, actually never changes tempo, but changes pitch and like medium <laughs> like three times. And there's like a lot of records on this on on this uh album that do that. And like Lemonhead, and there's a lot of like the the features on this on this album also like make sense and don't feel try hard, despite them being rappers that are popular now, like very du jour, right? Like like Tizo Touchdown or Forty Two Doug or NBA Youngboy, they all sound at home on a Tyler record, which is like surprising, right? Yeah, like you don't ever hear the seams of an A and R or something, or the, you know the guy whose yeah. like responsibility it is to email all the people who need to be on this album to make it work on the ch- like it's not that it it has that classic sense of 
Oh, these oh, some musicians doing musicianship. Yeah, it's, it has. It's, these are some musicians doing some musicianship, but also like it's kind of um, like Kanye you know, albums are like that, right? Like the best well, Kanye albums have that feeling too, right? Of like the best they Kanye have all these albums, features, but it feels like the features are on there because some musicians got together and were like, "We're gonna do some musician." musician yeah, well, yeah, it's shit. like it's yeah. it wasn't like I called you for this specific verse and you emailed it to me. It's just like I called you, you got on the plane, you came, we hung out for a week, and then we might have got you know a song out of it. It's, it's like, like the it's, opposite of the DJ Khaled model of yeah, the email yes. attachment. <laughs> yes, 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 email attachment video cameos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's just like the sound too, man. It has everything is al fresco. Okay, every you got the everything the clarinets, is farm to table, the, nigga. The, 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 yeah, the, fucking... it's the clarinets on the intro. No, yeah, it's the clarinets on the intro. It's that piano. Even the even even the horns, even the horns on limited, like where it's just kind of like those are, like it's the same sort of record like that he was trying to make with like Tamale, for instance. But like that song is fucking annoying. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. I don't care how good like it's. My relationship to that song is so weird because I think it sounds amazing live, but I fucking hate the recorded version of it. Elaborate. Like, I mean, elaborate. Tamale is like, it's like a, it's a good, like, it's a good live Tyler record. I don't know if you've ever had that experience with like when you go on to a show and it's like, you've heard this, you've heard the recording of this, of this song before. And it was like, cool, like whatever. It's an album cut. It kind of comes and goes on the back half of the album. But then you go and you see it live and you're like, this is the best song I've ever heard. But then you go home and, and usually, usually what happens is after you go home, you attach the, 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 the experience you had listening to it live to the recording that you're listening to. And the song is better. But that didn't happen for me with Tamale. <laughs> but now I have Lemonhead and I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know why this this for me is like, oh, this is the album where I get. And, and I can't tell how much of it is me and how much of it is Tyler. Like how much of it is, oh, on this album, he figured a lot of his shit out musically. And then how much of it is, oh, maybe this album just has like certain production qualities or maybe it really is like DJ Drama's presence really helped sell me on stuff that has always been present in Tyler's music and his musical approach. And I just have sort of, resisted for you know other reasons celebrity reasons i think that there is otherwise a, i think that there's probably like you know a little column a a little column b because yeah. i mean like i was just like like i was just now saying like he's obviously been refining the process and these songs sound better than like collectively like Igor and Call Me If You Get Lost are like two parts of like the same breakup album. And they kind of feel like, I guess, there's this, there's just like a sense of have, of like him having figured it out, of like of having settled into whatever it is. And like ha that comes from shaving down like the excesses, which it feels like he's done, yet the album is still really outre. Like a like, say for instance, Juggernaut, um, with Uzi and Pharrell, sounds immense and like haptic and crazy and hectic, but also like muted and cool and like you could come on like in a playlist and it wouldn't be like 
uh, like an abrupt, it, it wouldn't feel like a, like something, it wouldn't feel like the vibes were offended. Like that also, that, that's, that's a, that's a quality of like a lot of Tyler songs is like, it doesn't really f- fit in with anything else. Like it exists in its own universe. This stuff feels like it meshes with other stuff that's going on. Yeah. You know, this sort of, this, this reminds me of something I said in the episode where we were talking about J. Cole, right? Which is like, uh, if you're too self-conscious, right, people can smell that on you. As a critic, a lot of the times, I feel like a shark tasting blood in the water, right? When you're too much, you know, there's something about your music that is engaging with the idea of angst, with youthful angst, but you do it to a fault and you do it in a way that kind of muddles your music sometimes. And that's when I start to go like, Oh, this isn't this. This doesn't have this is this goes from being like interesting for the sake of its angst to being a little like intolerable. And I think Cole has that in in certain early stretches of his career. And I think Tyler had that. And I think the thing about this album um, and maybe this is me being a bad listener of his earlier music. But to me, I think because this album sounds so much more focused, right? It just it sounds like there's no. I'm not, there's no pretense, right? And I'm saying, I'm saying this about an album that sounds rich as fuck, right? And yet there's no pretentiousness to this album in a way that I used to associate Tyler with a sort of pretentiousness, right? A sort of trying too hard, like we said, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, and and that's not to say that he doesn't create an alias for this album. Yeah, he does. There's also, like, Mr. Baudelaire, which is, I mean... I don't know, like somewhere between Daddy Warbucks, Godot from Waiting for Godot, Mr. Bean, and like Fonsworth Bentley. But like, there's like, so this character that he creates, I mean, is just someone for him to inhabit so that he can work out the shit that he's going through right now, which is the same as it was like on previous records, but the alias is not the point. Like the 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 mythology the the mythologizing is not the point. I mean, the, the main point is to have it so that drama has to yell that name constantly. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like exactly Mr. Baudelaire, Mr. Baudelaire. Just, oh my God! But yeah, holiday season. Yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> <laughs> yo. Um, let's let's take a break for a second. We can come back and pick this back up kind of talk about Tyler in a more general sense of being like a kid from the internet and being somebody who, again, like this album has done a lot of growing up and sort of what that means. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube. Car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello 
help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viore.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. So my guy, I think the other... I think part of the thing with Tyler and the fact that I kind of compartmentalized him for years, right? I think Tyler himself kind of encourages that in a lot of ways. Um, on the one hand, sort of on paper, right? It's easier to be like, yeah, Tyler, one of the important rappers of his generation. On a piece of paper, you can list him next to like a Drake, Kendrick. Um, Maybe And then maybe if you expand the list out, it's also people like Cuddy, right? You can put him there. If you take like a class photo, Tyler's in it, right? He's in it. But I think realistically, Odd Future, Tyler Solo, they they kind of exist off in the corner somewhere. Is that like, that's fair, right? There's something about, there's just something about how their careers played out that despite how popular and successful Odd Future has been, you, they they they're off in their own context, even more than someone like Jay Cole is, right? Yeah, I think that there's like you know necessarily that's where they began, you know, because there was the whole kind of rebellious nature of the inception of Odd Future because they had to kill people, burn shit, fuck school chants at their shows early on. But yeah, I mean, like Tyler kind of stands apart from that because i mean if you talk about other odd future acts that became niche or like you know just kind of petted just the internet like it's tyler i mean like there's you know tyler and frank are like yay and yay and then there's earl and then there's everybody else there's like haji and left brain and you know Jasper's doing video stuff and Taco's going to be an actor and all this, you know, they just kind of went off into their disparate areas of entertainment. But I don't know that I necessarily would say that Tyler exists in the same space anymore because it's kind of like the same thing with the golf clothing. Like initially it was stuff that designs he made on his grandma's computer, like in, 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 in her house. And then, you know, golf stuff was sold at Macy's. But now there's also golf Lafer stuff and there's a brick and mortar store. How and much of that shit of, you own? How much you own, Micah? I need to know this. I need to know I, this. I actually don't own any of it, but I really the 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 first 
golf Lafleur thing I'm gonna buy is uh those uh mock toed church shoes when they come out. Uh, I like they they like they got some sort of like aged black leather ones that I like I I seen in like you know samples somewhere that's eventually gonna come out. I want those, but that's the only thing. Like I <laughs> listen, I briefly. They, I briefly considered buying that Travis Scott hamburger bullshit from McDonald's, and that's the only time I've even come close to being susceptible to the marketing of these old millennial rappers. But continue. Well, I mean, like I don't know. Like if if, if Skepta puts out a shoe, I'm probably gonna buy. Oh, it. I know, I know you're gonna buy it. I might have to buy it for you, um, <laughs> Angela Merkel. Um, Angela Merkel. <laughs> yo, um, yeah, I don't. So, like, caveat here, like, my girlfriend is a, a minister, so maybe that explains this in part. But I, I was talking before I got on to record this episode. I was like, hey, we're talking about Tyler, the creator. My girlfriend was like, who is that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. Which what is a like, conversation to have. Right? <laughs> with your minister girlfriend. Now, and yeah. she's also, like, very not online. But they, And I had that thought. It was like, at first I was like, what? How do you not know who Tyler, the creator is? But then it, it sort of made sense to me because it's like, yeah, you're right. The parameters of Tyler's success are so specific and they're so extremely online. And I, I think over the years, as I appreciate like the formative stuff about the internet uh, on, on my personality, even as somebody who rolls my eyes at the internet a lot, right? Like I kind of in retrospect, appreciate a lot of that stuff about Tyler, about how much he reflects kind of the realist, most sort of, Ugly, but also beautiful stuff about what the first fully online generation sort of sounds like and dressed like, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. That stuff is worth cherishing, I think. I Like, I really do want to go back and, and listen to all that music that I really didn't give that much of a chance for a lot of years. Like, I, I want to give it another shot, honestly, after listening to this album. You know, um... I support you on your on your journey to to revisit the early 2010s. Well, it's like okay, so the the same day as "Call Me When You Get," uh, "Call Me If You Get Lost" came out, right? The Doja Cat album came out, right? Right. right, um, right. And you know, earlier in this episode, we were talking about sort of like would it what's the difference between um, being edgy versus being sort of a 45 year old's like sense of what an edgy teen would be like. And to me, like, I think you you were challenging that and you were saying like, well, what, you know, what's the standard exactly? And to me, like the Doja Cat, like the Moo video, right? <laughs> like Doja Cat's breakout moment. The Moo <laughs> oh video. Oh my God. She's got, wearing the cow pajamas and she's dancing in front of the anime titties. Like that was something that in that moment, I was like, this wait, is wait, genuinely said, like, also <laughs> that Also the fact that that was like, she already had an album out. Yeah. Like when she when she put that out. And, and like, and then you watch the move video and you go to her Instagram and it just be a bunch of selfie videos of her doing weird shit and at the end being like, buy my album. You know yeah. And then you have the it, it's like I man, it's funny because in the moment, I feel like so many things that Doja Cat was doing were considered bad, like genuinely bad looks. And some of them were, right? Like the she and racial chat room showing feet, <laughs> right? Like, Splanging to do. Splanging, you guys, are you talking about this in the J-Ball episode too, right? So much of that stuff was bad looks, but that was, for whatever reason, easier for me to look at and be like, 
yo, this is obnoxious, but also this is fascinating. And I think that's kind of what other people see in someone or saw certainly in the formative stages in someone like Tyler. Um, and yeah, the more I think about it with this conversation, I don't really know what the difference is between the I artists that, like, where I'm receptive the... to it and the ones where I'm I'm more inclined, like you said, with Yachty, for instance, to I be think... like, ah, oh, this is fake. This is just this industry I... plant. Get out of here. You know? Well, with I think that like with Yacht, those are like kind of distinct situations, despite my bringing them up, because like Yachty, you just didn't like the music. Um, That's true. Yeah, like he was making Doge. some Fisher Price ass music. He really was. Yeah, I like, and then he went to Detroit and became. Yeah, became yeah. Like, oh my god! <laughs> then he went to uh. Detroit, <laughs> and now you need, to, and now you need to apologize to Lil Yachty. Do I need? Um, to, well, I mean, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. Anyway, there is. Um, I think. Okay, so you didn't like Lil Yachty's music. I think also. Like with Tyler and Odd Future, there was kind of a sense that you needed to be in on the joke. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. That is a good, really good point. Yes. Yeah, there is. There was kind of like a sense, despite them doing all these things that were um, revolutionary or incendiary to like late night television, you know, or most deaf. Uh, you know, j- dancing all up in the camera on Jimmy Fallon going swag after they performed sandwiches that one time. Like, there's just kind of like a sense of like, you both have to act like you've been there, but also not be so cool that you can't hang out. Like, there's such a, yeah. there's a very like delicate, yeah. there's a yeah. delicate like thing to being into Odd Future. Yeah, it was like a sort of outsider art that had an insider equality to it. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Um, outsider that an insider equality is 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 definitely the most succinct way to put it. And then the and then the additional quality on top of that is sort of Tyler in particular behaved like Tyler was a black kid who behaved the way that black comics say that only white kids act. <laughs> Right? He's like the black kid who talks to his mom the way that black comics insist only a white kid would talk to their mom. Right? I mean, like, like in public, really, like, yeah. you know, because I mean, like, I did work, like, I worked at a coffee shop on Fairfax one time and he would come in there for donuts all the time. And he was always really nice to me. Like, but yes, the public facing persona is always like, you know, <laughs> like aloofness and insanity becoming part of your brain. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, come on now, young man. You know, Obama is such a good role model. Why are you out here jumping <laughs> on couches? What, what's the? Uh, <laughs> why am I doing an Obama impersonation? <laughs> ah, <laughs> um, yeah. So, what is the? What have we learned here? I, you know, I, one of my favorite uh, movies of of this century is Burn After Reading, and I love the ending of that movie where the characters are sitting after all, everything's gone down, that movie's a mess, and they're just sitting there and they're going, what have we learned from this? We learned anything? What even happened in this movie? I don't know. Oh, you mean like when they're they're sitting around the CIA table or whatever? Yeah, yes. They're like, what what have we- Frances McDormand has gotten her surgery. Brad Pitt has been shot through the face. Right, right. uh, And and now we, we, we have come to the conclusion, hoping to- somehow glean something that we could use in the future off of this. And- right. The fact that it took me, you know, a decade and change to come around and be like, 
oh, wow, this like Tyler is not only it's not just, oh, he made a great album that I like. It's that, oh, this great album that Tyler made. For me, at least, I, I think it really does take talents of his that he's always had probably and that I just sort of underrated for a long time. It it kind of put them in a light where I could go, OK, I you got to hand it to him. You know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> I get I get what his strengths are now. And, you know, as a critic, <laughs> you know, not to be all, you know, pretentious about it, but like as a critic, right, you you want to. Yeah, you want to be mindful of that. You want to be mindful that you're never just sort of writing things off. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to go through life, even if you're a hater, a proud hater like us or like me. You I have to, myself, it, like, right? again, like, again, you have to be studied in order to be a hater. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, unless it's to be but, a good But to hater. your point about you Yachty, yeah, no, 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 let me, let me, let me, let me back up. Let me back up. Let yeah. me back up because I was spiritually incorrect. You have to be studied in order to be a good hater. Yeah, you we could go. be a you could be a hater. Ain't no qualifications and specifications to be a hater. Ain't no qualifications and specifications to be a hater. You could be a hater about anything mm. whenever. Like yes. it's just that, you know, people are just gonna call you a hater instead of a critic. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, it's the thing. And so it's it's like I feel like I've learned something. I feel like I've learned to have, like, again, to uh, adjust my my threshold, right? My tolerance a little bit um, for people who are having to balance the thing that I think is, is present in Tyler's music always, right? Which is the sense of how do you make outsider art? How do you do the thing where you're being youthful and you're being rebellious? Like, how do you balance that with the fact that, like, look, no one generation gets to totally reinvent the wheel, right? The fact that, a lot of Tyler's posturing always struck me as like, oh, this is kind of like a cliche of being like a, a, a youthful, rebellious teen, right? Like, yeah, but even when I myself was a youthful, rebellious teen, I was probably youthful and rebellious in ways that like everyone else has always been youthful and rebellious until they, you know, started working a full-time job, right? Like, we're all cliches. We're all walking cliches in a way. The difference is that, you know, Tyler has DJ drama they're making them sound good i don't know yeah <laughs> uh that's so all i the, got yeah yeah the, the the moral of the story is you know get dj drama to 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 add atmosphere to your project isn't it crazy how that's like a like that's a boon and it used to be like a bane yeah like as, as, yeah as right soon yeah. as 15 years ago like where you're just kind of like get this nigga drama off of this mixtape well, if I ever had that reaction to drama, but I, 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 I no, 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 oh, no, because no, rap, go on. I no, mean, you, no, 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 rap godfathers used to always have the no drama, yeah, the that's no true. drama that's versions of whatever the gangster girls mixtape yeah. was, and I would always wait for that one because it come out three or four days after the original came out. That's fair, that's true, because yeah. it was just kind of like he was doing so much fucking talking, and I'm just like, yo, I just want to hear uh, Ace Hood, <laughs> you want to hear Ace Hood, that's it. <laughs> Wow, yeah, we've gone from like, how do we get DJ drama off the Ace Hood tape? How do you get DJ drama off the Ace Hood tape? How is DJ tape? drama the MVP you of a Ace Hood? Oh my God, I hope he's doing okay. Yo, um, um yo, but Ace Hood had a run. Um, no, yeah, okay, that that's fair. That's fair. No, I, t I take your point. I just think that that's actually, I, I see that being the trajectory of a lot of, again, sort of, 
millennial peak hip hop, right? Is that I feel like stuff is maturing into its proper vintage, right? Yeah. That, that's kind of yeah. what drama being on the Tyler album feels like. Is it, it almost feels the same in a much sort of more consistently and luxuriously applied scale. It's the same version as like Cole having Cameron on the Cole album, right? Where it's like, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. There's a sort of emeritus. I don't know. There's a generational thing happening there and it's good yeah. to watch. It's good to watch because specifically hip hop is, you know, it, it, it has become the biggest thing in the world and you want to see the generation that gets to be the vanguard of that now do right by the generations of hip hop that they grew up on. Right. Um, regardless of how annoying drama was on certain <laughs> tapes. Um, yeah, y'all gotta like the, the next the next next person that does this needs to bring DJ White Owl out of retirement. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> listen, Southern Smoke. <laughs> we just got to do an episode that's all ad libs. We can, ad, we can just totally pull all ad libs. The Empire. Yeah, this is like this. <laughs> we got to do all of the mixtape shit. Oh yes, we absolutely do. Um, that's all I got this week, listeners. Please. Email us about trauma, about Tyler, about Odd Future. Like, specifically, yeah, I think because of... I, I feel like a lot of our listeners will have their own stories to tell, perspectives on Odd, like, peak Odd Future, Tyler in general, and that that whole arc, right? Like, the whole arc of those guys and the whole sense of their relation to the internet and how they represent... Um, I don't know. There's something very core to the millennial experience contained in... And I would say Tyler, the creator, more potently than it is contained in someone even like Drake or someone like Kendrick, right? I, there's just something there to me. Like you were talking about Tumblr earlier, and it's just that that guy is so like Tyler is so potently that, and even yeah. th just just that alone is worth preserving in a rapper, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a like a rapper from the internet who made it outside as something worth preserving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. By all means, email us soundonlypod at gmail.com. I'm Justin Charity. And I'm Michael Peters. Shouts out to our producer, Erica Cervantes. We'll see y'all next week. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.